a fabringen in Yiddish, a term meaning a joyous gathering, but it's really so much more. It's insight, it's inspiration, it's the bottom line. Join Rabbi Levi Avtson Tuesdays at 1 p.m. for the Fabringen, only on 101.9 High FM. This is 101.9 High FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Avtson, and it is a privilege and honor to be here with you on this Tuesday afternoon, the 18th of Adar and 2nd of March. And hopefully together we can explore. I want to talk about a topic that um, I'm pretty sure will evoke an emotional response, various responses, but I do think it's an important thing. I kind of addressed it in a smaller form yesterday to some people in the community, and the feedback has been quite fascinating. And I just felt it's a conversation that we can start having as we get closer to Pesach, as we start our second year in the COVID reality, I think it's something we need to address. So let's start from uh, the Pesach angle. Passover's coming. It's in three and a half weeks. starts on a Saturday night on the Matzah Shabbos. And first of all, that's very unusual. The last time we've had that was 2008. So uh, it's 13 years since we've had a Pesach that starts on a Saturday night, which means it's a three-day Chag, and it has multiple, multiple ramifications, I'm sure which will be explored here on the radio, or you could call your LOR, your local Orthodox rabbi, and learn all about Pesach this year, which is already different, if not for COVID, which makes it doubly different. But who said different is bad? It's just different. Now, when we get into the Pesach zone, the word that comes to mind is freedom. And there's multiple ways of understanding freedom. Please God, next week on the Finding Human with Sue Jackson, Sue and I are going to discuss one element of finding freedom, and that's a Tuesday at 10 a.m. But today I want to talk about something else, and that is... Freedom from judgment. What does that mean? You know, when it comes to religion, one of the things you hear often as the biggest turn-off, why people leave the practice of religion or people even build resentment towards observance, is often the word, I felt judged. What does it mean to feel judged? It's a word that we throw around a lot. But we often don't explore it enough. Now, just for the sake of just sharing with you where the direction of today's show is, I don't plan on talking about judgment and religion. I actually plan on talking about judgment and COVID and how, unfortunately, we become very judgmental of each other's decisions. But I want to start off from a perspective of religion simply so that we can appreciate how detrimental judgment is. When somebody comes to a religious figure, so-called wearing the mantle of religious authority, and the religious figure makes them feel less than judged for the decisions they make, it builds naturally extreme resentment, not only in religion, from our parents, 
if somebody is judged by their parents, the parent is always, you know, seeing them in a negative light, always assuming the worst, because that's really what judgment is. Judgment is assuming bad intent. It doesn't mean that, judgment doesn't mean that I say you did something wrong, because yes, some people do things wrong. There are things that are wrong and there are things that are right. Judgment, however, is assuming negative intent. So the person's like, oh gosh, you're such a bad Jew because you do X, Y, and Z. Or you're such a bad son, you're such a bad daughter, you're such a bad spouse, you're such a bad sibling, you're such a bad friend. Assuming bad intent. And if you've ever gone through that experience, I'd imagine most of us, if not all of us, have been judged at some stage of our life from at least one person. You know how unnerving it is. Obviously, some people will say, I don't care what people think about me. But that itself often is a defense mechanism. I don't believe we have to care about what everyone thinks about us. But if you don't care what anyone thinks about you, that's, that's a bit extreme either. As they say uh, regarding rabbis, they say if a rabbi is liked by all his community, then he's not a rabbi. If he's hated by everybody, then he's not a mensch. <laughs> you know, you, you have to, there's basic standards. If nobody, you know, nobody likes what we're doing, then that's a problem. But if you've ever felt judged, if you ever felt that people, you know, there's a person that just always assumes you're out to get them or always assumes there's, you know, malicious intent, you didn't wish me long life on my grandmother's yard site, you must hate me, says who? Why are you assuming that? You could just say, okay, you know, I was offended that you didn't wish me long life. That's, that's a fair statement. Rabbi, please try to remember next time. But then there's assuming negative intent, which is so frustrating, where the person's like, you don't like me, etc. And I'm not just talking about from rabbi perspective, I'm talking about from everything. You know, you come home and your spouse didn't exactly uh, greet you the way you were hoping to be greeted. And right away, you're assuming things. And you're like, no, you could just say, like, you know, it's nice to be greeted with a smile. It doesn't mean you have to assume the fact that there wasn't a smile, that the person hates you or they're out to get you or there's some conspiracy going on. That's the definition of a conspiracy theorist. The, the, the conspiracy theorist is the ultimate judgmental person. They're always assuming malicious intent. There is always a story. Neil Armstrong did not walk on the moon. It was a conspiracy. And the vaccine is there to track you and to destroy you. And Australia doesn't exist. And the world is flat. And we could just go on and, you know, on and on and liz lizard people. And God knows all the conspiracies out there. It's actually quite entertaining if it wasn't so sad to watch and read what conspiracies people believe in. What is a conspiracy theorist? At the, at the fundamental level, it's this person that literally doesn't trust anybody, is always convinced there's a, there's a malicious intent. And if it comes from the government, and if it comes from big corporations, they're all out to get us, they're all out to destroy us, etc. Which, in my opinion, is just the most miserable way to live. I mean, seriously, just thinking that the whole world's out to get you. I mean, come on. That, that is, even if it's true, which it isn't, what a miserable way to live. I'd like to believe that most people are, their intentions are good. Yes, there are a few people with malicious intent, but by, by default, most people, they have very good intentions. They might not do the right things, and it doesn't mean I have to be naive about it, but I don't also have to conjure up a conspiracy for every single thing. So how does this lead to COVID? How does this lead to Pesach? It's a good question. But for that, we're going to have to 
take a pause and listen to a magnificent song that came out a few weeks ago, which really talks about how to survive with faith and grace during this time. This was uh, composed by Chayla Newhouse and sung by Benny Friedman. And this is a Yid on 101.9 High FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Oxen. I will see you right on the other side. My friends, in times like these, it's hard to see past the insanity in a reality so uncertain and unknown. Life as we knew it forever changed, and there's no peace of mind to be found. Who can even make sense of tomorrow? When our dreams keep crashing to the ground And yet, as we rise to greet another day And the sun is still bright in the sky Always a reason to hope for better times Though it seems like the answer's words away Got enough, just enough to keep us going, holding on to unbroken simple faith. Cause the heat never breaks, and the heat never bends, and the heat never gives up in the night. Oh, heat perseveres through the deepest despairs, his dispersed on the streets that were once filled with light but a brilliant light emerged from deep inside our hearts the shuls were shuttered and still but our prayers rang through our homes instead of looking out for inspiration we dug deep and found strengths we'd never know. And one more time, we will rise to great another day. We're every moment more precious than ever. And life's sweetest little joys, they are the treasure. Cause when it feels like the answer's worlds away. going, we're holding on to unbroken simple things, cause the heat never breaks, and the heat never bends, and the heat never gives up in the night, oh heat perseveres through the deepest despairs, his emuno strengthens him for the fight, and the heat understands that Hashem has a plan, and the 
and Eid never bends, and Eid never gives up in the night. Eid perseveres through the deepest despairs. His emuna strengthens him for the fight, and Eid understands that Hashem has a plan, and that's all it takes to make it through. It's that the loves him. That's what I. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Afton on 101.9 Hi FM. COVID-19 may have a human vaccine, but what hope is there for viable businesses to survive the pandemic? Gesher Small Business Relief Fund provides last resort flexible term loans to majority Jewish-owned small and medium-sized businesses to protect their jobs, families, and communities that rely on their success. Visit Gesher, that's G-E-S-H-E-R dot org dot Z-A, to apply for an interest-free loan of up to 750,000 rand. They've helped 120 small and medium-sized businesses, and they'd love to help you. T's and C's apply. This is 101.9 Chai FM. This is bring in every Tuesday with Rabbi Levi Yachtsen. And here we are. And if you were with us before that beautiful song, we were talking about judgment and the idea of how all of us hate being judged. And what we explained is that judgment is assuming negative intent, assuming that there is a malicious conspiracy. And one thing you learn about conspiracy theorists is you're talking to the wall. Why? Because you're, you're, you're fighting their basic assumption. A conspiracy theorist's basic assumption is that everything is a, is a game. So even what you're telling them now, you're playing them. So you can't actually, it's, that's why I've never seen a, a conspiracy theorist ever actually, you know, lose an argument in their mind because what do you mean? The mere fact that you're arguing with me proves you're part of the conspiracy. You can't really win like that. But what's the point? Most of us are not conspiracy theorists. I'd like to believe so. And um, when the vaccine comes, please, God, will take it. We're not going to sit there assuming malicious intent, which is just whatever. Again, conspiracy. But the point is, very often, even though we don't assume malicious intent in general about people, when it's come to COVID and how each other are dealing with COVID, there's been a lot of judgment. <clears throat> and you might jump and say, well, of course, I have the right to be to judge. Okay, let's, let's talk about it. Let's think about it. So judgment happens on all sides of the debate. And I'm talking, again, within normal debate. I'm not talking about fringe ideas and conspiracies. I'm talking about... You know, we're not talking about people who deny that COVID exists or that deny that the, or believe that the vaccine is Bill Gates trying to control your mind. We're talking about within normal conversation. Each one of us ha- is, you know, pushing and making decisions in our own little milieu. And especially um, since two nights ago when the president announced that we're going to level one, I bumped into one of the 
doctors who's been at the forefront of the COVID fight, and I said, welcome back to ambiguous stage. Because that's what it is. We're back into ambiguous stage. There's a lot more hard decisions to make. When do you prioritize physical health? When do you prioritize mental health? Do they have to be a contradiction? Every Tom, Dick, and Harry has an opinion, and we get it. I mean, you know, we've been living through this for a year, and we've all uh, tasted various experiences, and it's all formed our reality. The problem is not that we see things differently. The problem is how judgmental we become. Can you believe those people go on holiday? Disgusting. Can you believe they sent the kid to school after the grandmother came back from overseas? They're terrible. Or can you believe they don't go to holiday? They're so peanut brain. I invited them to have a coffee, and they're not willing to go out to have a drink together. Or they're going out, but they're not wearing a mask, or et cetera, et cetera. And what's become is a very, very intense space of judgment, very intense, where pretty much whoever doesn't see the reality the way I do is less than. Now, again, it doesn't mean you have to agree with people's decision. Being non-judgmental doesn't mean that if somebody does something which, in your opinion, is wrong, you're like, okay, I agree with them. No, it just means don't assume they're bad. Don't assume them to be evil. Don't assume that they Dafka wanted to come in with COVID on the flight and infect everybody. Did it, did they do something wrong? Yeah. Sometimes, in other words, in certain contexts, yeah, it seems pretty clear what people do is wrong. But again, you don't have to assume evil intent and then go on an absolute bashing. You know, one of the sick things of social media and, like, you know, I'm not an old person, but I'm old enough to remember pre-social media. Once upon a time, you were a little annoyed with a person's decision. Fine, you vented to your friend on the phone. Now, everyone becomes the militants. Everybody is such a big mouth when it comes to Facebook. They can sit there bashing everybody. They can sit there venting. They could forward a WhatsApp to 500 people, again, saying this is an evil and that's evil. Can you believe it? I'm one kind of person. And then shame. I'm like, one second, everybody. Really? Let me ask you a simple question as we started off the show. Do you like being judged? From a religious perspective, from a moral perspective, do you like somebody assuming that you're always a bad person? just because you make decisions which they disagree with? No. So why do we do it to each other? I get it. We're afraid. COVID makes us paranoid. But friends, we're living through this a year already. And the intensity of the judgment is actually becoming too much. I had a wonderful person reach out to me just earlier. And, you know, they listened to a speech I gave yesterday about judgment. And they said it was such a relief just to believe that, you know, they could let go of judgment. And that for me is the message I really want to bring across today. We can and we should free ourselves from this intense, intense judgment of each other. Whether you agree with someone's decisions or not, don't assume them. Don't assume. And I would say the same thing like a personal request. Like if you're listening to what I'm saying. And you're like, gosh, this rabbi, he is too liberal about this, always too extreme about that, etc. All I'm saying is please. There's no don't assume. Yes, you know, if I have to defend myself, which already comes across defensive, I buried as a rabbi, unfortunately, way too many COVID victims. I know its seriousness. 
I lost family members from it. I almost lost family members from it, etc. But at the same time, to live in absolute judgment of everybody who doesn't take it as strict as me or takes it stricter than me is becoming unbearable. And I have to be honest, I lived like that for a while. I was. Yeah, like what COVID did to many of us, it made us judgmental. It made us feel like right and wrong is very binary. If you do what I do is right, and if you do anything less is wrong. As they say about you know some religious figures, that the definition of judgment is anyone um, less religious than me is totally you know a renegade, and anyone more religious than me is a radical. That's often how we see the world. That I'm the ultimate balance. I'm in the middle. I'm the medium. I've got it right. But anybody who doesn't see the world exactly like me, but they're a nobody. Well, seriously, don't they see what I see? Don't they see what I... And the answer is no, they don't. No, they don't. And you can't force them to, especially not if you come across with judgment. Because here's the irony that I've learned from the religious perspective. The less you judge others, the more influential you actually become. Because the moment the person does not feel that you're assuming bad about them, they're open to have a discussion. Because again, whether they accept your ideas or not, you'll still love them. Your acceptance of them is unconditional. So you're no longer holding your opinions as leverage, whether I'll like you or not. If you agree with me, then Mishalana, you're one of us. If not, you're out of it. Come on, really? How does the Talmud say it? Just like our faces are not the same, we don't have the same complexion, we don't have the same look. We don't see the world the same way. And that's fine, that's by design. Again, doesn't mean I have to agree with you. I can straight out say that, in my opinion, what you're doing is wrong. But at the same time, I don't think you're a bad person. And I hope you don't think the same thing about me, even if you disagree with my opinions. And even if you think, or, you, or objectively, I've done something wrong, doesn't mean that someone who does something wrong is bad. We often associate that connection is too close. If you do bad, you are bad. And that's what, like, we, it's even in the, with the way we use language. When somebody does something, it becomes them. But that's not, you're a doctor. You're a lawyer. Or the other person is a murderer. The other person is a thief. Nobody is a murderer. People murder, unfortunately. And nobody is a doctor. That's not their DNA. If you dug deep into their DNA, you wouldn't find doctor. You wouldn't find rabbi. You wouldn't find pretty much any of the definitions we give them. That's not who they are. That's what they do. It's a behavior they've done. It's a bad decision they made. But we, we, we create such association about people based on decisions they make. And that comes from the, this core inability of ours to separate between actions and people. But the truth is, we don't do that to ourselves. We know that just because we've made bad decisions doesn't mean we're bad. In other words, we don't do this assumption to ourselves, unless we have a terribly low self-esteem, then we do. And that's itself problematic. But we get it. 
we don't want to see ourselves as bad just because we've all made bad decisions. That's the definition of being human. You learn. Hopefully you learn from your mistakes and you don't make the same mistake ten times. But we do make the mistake at least once, if not more times. And yet we don't see ourselves as bad. So why do we do that to others? And if we could release ourselves from this intense judgment which was already in the world before COVID, mainly politically. There was this, you know, we've been living in a very political climate the last few years, all across the West, including here, especially United States, etc. But COVID then took it into another area. It's not just political; it's moral. If you don't you don't address COVID protocols the way I do, then you're bad. No, no. It's becoming too heavy to live like this. We all need to know what's right and wrong, and we all have to have our own moral code. At the same time, we can live with compassion to people who see the world differently. And yes, even conspiracy theorists. Even the conspiracy theorists who maybe they see the world through a lens that the world's out to get them, we don't have to see them that way. We don't have to see them as bad people. Again, fundamentally disagree with pretty much everything they say. But I don't have to assume they're bad. In their mind, they're fighting the fight. Again, justifying, I'm not justifying their opinions. I'm just saying it doesn't mean they're bad. So when I look at them, I could look at them and say, gosh, I really think that your head is not exactly screwed on straight. But I, I don't think you're doing it from malicious intent. I just hope you'll see the light. But until then, um, you know, I'm still here for you. So this Pesach, as we enter a second year of this COVID intensity, I would encourage us all to think about and say, you know what, as we enter the second year, please God, the second year will be easier than the first year. We've been through one wave, second wave, please God, the vaccine comes soon. And the second year of COVID will uh, be, we'll, we'll see the light at the end of the tunnel. But I would encourage us all to just approach this year with a little less heaviness towards each other, a little more farginning, as they say in Yiddish, a little more graciousness. Just offer one another grace. This is 101.9 High FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Yatsen of Linksville Chill. See you right after the break. High FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avtson on 101.9 High FM. This is Rabbi Levi Avtson of Linksfield Chul, and we are on the Fabringen every Tuesday from 1 to 2 in the afternoon. And if you're just joining us, we've been talking about letting go of judgment, freeing ourselves from judgment. You know, here's one of those unfortunate truths of life. The more judgmental we are of others, all it says, other than the fact that we're judgmental of others, is that we're judgmental of ourselves. Somebody who's comfortable with themselves is not judging others all day. Because you're not threatened by others. You don't have to put the other person down in order to pick yourself up. The more bitter we are about others, unfortunately, it just talks a lot more about us. It says so much about us. The more we gossip, the more we talk about, we're kind of publicizing our insecurities. The more we judge, the more we're talking about our, again, our insecurities with ourselves. 
there's a story we've shared before, but like it, in my opinion, it's the greatest story on this topic. A short anecdote about two young boys, one of who would grow up to be a great Rebbe later on in his life. But this happened 150 years ago in the shtetl, and the two of them, two brothers, were playing. And the older brother took the younger brother and kind of shoved him into a uh, ditch in the yard. And the younger son, the younger boy, was like four or five years old, started absolutely freaking out, screaming. So the father, who was one of the great sages of the time, comes out and sees his younger son in a ditch. So he kind of obviously pulls him out and asks what happens, and he finds out immediately what happens. He turns to the older son and says, my son, why did you push your brother into the ditch, into the pit? To which the boy responds and says, dad, I'm the older brother. It was a year and a half older than his brother. But he's taller than me. And I don't like that. It's not fair. So I pushed him in. I mean, this was a six-year-old and a four-year-old. So, you know, it makes sense in that logic. And the father told him something so profound that is so not about six-year-olds and four-year-olds. The father says, next time, my son, if you want to be taller than your brother, stand on a chair. Don't put him in a pit. Next time you want to be taller than somebody else, don't shove them. Pick yourself up. Climb a ladder rather than push them off. See, because that's what we often do. What we do is we we judge one another because it's the easiest way to feel good with ourselves. We, we walk around feeling like we're the moral high ground. I mean, do you know how seriously I take the protocols? I am the ultimate. I am the most moral person in the community right now, etc., etc. That's what we tell ourselves. So then it's so easy to walk around feeling like, you know, seriously, the world is all there in your merit because you've made the single right decision and everybody else has messed up besides you. It's a very comfortable space to be. But the truth is, if I really want to stand head and shoulders above others, I should just pick myself up, forget about the others, and just do the right thing. And the moment I pick myself up on a chair, then I don't care if somebody else is climbing on a chair as well. I'm not threatened by others. Our need to judge one another is a, is a need that comes stems from our own insecurity. Our need to gossip and put down, did you hear what's going on in that marriage? What do you care? Obviously, you know, we're curious beings, but like that, that enjoyment of almost hearing another disaster taking place, another scandal. What do you care if that couple is happy? Wouldn't it be nice if they were happy? Wouldn't it be nice if that other family's child also does well? Does your kid have to do well on the expense of the other child? Is there anything wrong if... You know, they both do well. No, my son, my daughter is smarter, etc. It doesn't have to be like that. Because again, the more we talk about others, the more we're really talking about ourselves. The more we bully others, the more we're ultimately saying that we're an insecure, fragile being. I often tell it to my children, like when they come complaining, this child bullied them. I said, obviously a child has to learn how to stand up for themselves. But I say, but I also want you to understand that that child that's bullying you is not coming from a place of confidence. If they were comfortable in their own skin and they were happy with who they are and they were as proud of they, who they are, the way you think they are, then they wouldn't need to put you down. If they're walking around bullying you, then all, they're ultimately saying a very big statement about themselves. 
I don't know how to feel good with myself unless I smash you. And yes, this past year, a lot of us have not been feeling good with ourselves. COVID has pushed us and made us into very uncomfortable spaces. It hasn't been fun and games. But at least if we're honest with ourselves that that's where our judgment is coming from, then it could tame that judgment. It could say, you know what, next time we're about to sit there giving a vent about everybody else, we could just sit there saying, okay, I'm not feeling great today. What do I need to do? What could I do to just relax instead of just lashing out at everybody else? Because the, one of the greatest freedoms we could do is free ourselves from this idea that everybody else is bad and we're the single pious person on the planet. It is such a frustrating idea to believe that we're the only moral person because then it actually makes us give up on everyone else. But the truth is, I have the merit in, in my job to meet so many people. And yes, different people make different decisions, some which I agree with, some which I don't. But I've come to learn through the privilege of my, of my career choice of being a rabbi is that everyone I meet wants to do the right thing. Their intentions are good. It, again, it doesn't mean they're doing the right thing. But I don't have to assume badness. I could, I could assume correctly so that their hearts are in the right place. And if we see each other that way, then we're all open to be influenced and touched by the other. When somebody loves you, you're so open to listen. So if you really, really want to impact others, let's just release a bit of that judgment. This is 101.9 High FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Yatsen. See you after the break for the final wrap-up. High FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avtson on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, this is Rabbi Levi Avtson wrapping up the show. We have a beautiful song in just a moment to play for you, which is just a, a new song from my favorite singer, Yishai Ribo. But before that, here's my... Uh, wrapping up message after talking about this topic throughout the show, the idea of judgment. If you've ever been judged, you know how painful it is. And you know how close, how, how close it makes us. It's a famous story about a rabbi who reached out to the sixth Chabad Rebbe, the Lubavitch Rebbe's father-in-law. And he said, you know, how do, how do I influence the people in my community to grow in their Judaism? And the Rebbe gave him a very interesting analogy. He says, you know, have you ever gone to the sauna? Says, yes. So, you know, people go to the sauna and it's quite an experience. I personally don't enjoy it, but many people do. And at least in the ancient saunas, and I believe they still do it in some, after a person was really, their body was warmed by the heat, there would be this person whose job it was to take a, a lulav, actually, a palm branch, and kind of whack it on the person's back. And it was an act of, it was a pleasurable thing. It just feels good to be hit in that circumstance. So the Rebbe tells him, he says, imagine you walk to the street and you take a, a lulav. You take a branch and you start hitting somebody. That person would have you arrested. And yet, in the sauna, they pay for it. What's the difference? It says the difference is, then the sauna, the body is warmed. And when the body is warmed, the slap doesn't feel like a slap. It actually is pleasurable. 
He said, what's the message? The message is, yes, sometimes we have to tell off another person. But if you're doing it with love and without judgment, they'll actually thank you. Because they know it's coming from the best place and you're doing it out of good intention. And that story is an incredible story to, to finish with. To remember, yes, sometimes we have to tell each other off and sometimes we see people doing the wrong thing and you can't stand by for whatever reason. But before we open our mouth and lash into the person, let's ask ourselves a simple question. Where is it coming from? Do they know I love them? If they know, they'll listen. If they don't, then I have to keep my mouth shut until they know that I love them. I'd like to finish off the show with a beautiful new song from Isha Ribot. It's called Sibata Sibot, written obviously in Hebrew, um, based on the past year and you know his challenges and his ultimate faith in God. I hope you enjoy this music. This is 101.9 FM. See you next week on Tuesday at 1 p.m. My name is Rabbi Levi Oxen. Have a great week. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008.
Station of Choice since 2008. 